Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin have a podcast, the show where two former roommates and they were roommates. talk about a new movie every week. But this week on the show, we're talking Oscar nominees, or at least potential Oscar nominees. As always, I'm your host, Corbin Zavokal, and joining me today is my co-host, Cody Webb. Cody, how are we doing? Doing pretty good, yeah. Uh, please, is what, episode nine? Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, we went a different direction this week, doing something different, a little bit out there. Uh, yeah, very excited. It's going to be a fun episode, and we have a great guest, so I'm uh, very excited. Yeah, and uh, so what we're doing is we're playing a, a new game I invented, and to do that, we brought on a guest, uh, the great Carter Sims, a co-host of the Ref Cut Retrospective. Carter, how are you, and are you excited for this game? First of all, I've never been called the great Carter Sims, so thank oh, yeah. you for that. Um, much appreciated. I'm doing great. Um, happy to be on the podcast. Finally joining the the self coined compadres in person here for the first <laughs> time. So now we are one, and I'm excited. This game is wacky and was really hard and way up my alley. So I'm I'm super amped. And thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Carter, I know you're a big Oscars guy. Uh, so you know, tell me what is your like specific relation? Do you watch the Oscars every year? Do you really study the the trade books, the betting? Like, what do you think about when it comes to nominations and who's going to win? Uh, I do watch the Oscars every year for for better or worse. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes they're really fun and sometimes they're really not fun. Shout out Anne Hathaway and uh, James Franco for hosting that one year. That was fun. <laughs> Um, but I do watch every year and usually Jackson and I are co-host of the, the rough cut retrospective. Um, we usually bet like five bucks against each other and we see who gets all the, all the winners, right. On the night of, and we do like this whole, this whole thing. Um, this is probably the most I've ever dove into Oscars this early on, as we'll probably talk about here, but I, I'm obsessed with the Oscars and Oscars history. So I am psyched for what we're going to do today. Now, are, I've heard that you're doing something related to watching Oscar-nominated films. Is that, is that correct? Oh, baby, yes. You've either listened to Jackson or listened to the podcast. Yes. Um, I've had a mission for quite some time to watch every film ever nominated for an Oscar. And boy, I'm not close. Any to category, finishing. right? Any category. <laughs> I started a long time ago. Um, I was like, oh, there can't be that many I haven't seen. Totally wrong. Um, there's a bunch I haven't seen. And I started like, I stopped in 1970 because I was like, I can't go back any further. This is ridiculous. So now like the list is like 4,000 movies long. So <laughs> it's not going to be ended anytime soon. And, you know, it's something I'll chase for the rest of my life. But, uh, but yeah, you got to have dreams, right? Yeah. So it's <laughs> funny when I, I'll see on your letterbox sometimes like a random like sh nine minute short animated film. And it's like, why is this yeah. dude from, the, from 1972? And it's just like, why is he yeah. watching this? But, you know, on a slow day, you know, you just got to throw up a, like a six minute Disney short film. And and then, you know, it feels you feel good. You feel accomplished. You've watched a, a movie for that day. Oh, yeah. So to speak. So that's my mission. Um. I would say Cody and I's relation to the Oscars is probably pretty similar. Like we don't necessarily watch them every year. Um, I definitely have watched them in my life. Uh, but the past few years, definitely being in college, like on a Sunday night, you, you got homework or we work Sunday nights or we've got games. I am games. That we got to go play. Some, something seems to always be going on. So we, we don't catch them, but I definitely pay attention to who the nominees are, who wins. 
not as much in 2020, but I remember 2019 being like a really big year where like I'd watched all the best picture nominees and I was, I was really into it. Cody, do, do you agree with that? Yeah, I would say hundred percent. I think last year was the first year I missed uh, the, the Oscars as a whole in a while. Uh, I'd sort of gotten into it, watched probably like four years in a row. Um, but yeah, for I feel like just sort of the COVID year, like I sort of just missed. It. I was like, oh, the Oscars were on last night. <laughs> Dang, I missed that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely something I feel like you can get into super easily, especially if you invest yourself and like just go watch some of the like obvious nominees. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan as well. Maybe not as big as uh, Carter, obviously. Haven't seen, you know, <laughs> the majority of the nominees over the past 10 years. But I've seen, the, you know, the important nominees. Um, so, yeah, this game, I think, is is going to be interesting. Maybe Carter has the advantage off the bat just because of that. Um, Hell no. Uh... Call me the underdog. But, <laughs> but I'm going to try and make some interesting picks here. Yeah. I love you it. Know, that is the question. Is, is Carter's... Uh his extra preparation prior to this and watching all these nominations <laughs> going to give him an edge. Uh, nope. You know, the thing is I'll explain <laughs> what the game is uh, right now. So what we're doing is we've taken the majority of the major Oscar categories. Uh, there's some that we've uh, not included intentionally. So what we're going to do is I'll list out the categories now. So we're going to pick a movie for each of the categories and the categories we're using are best makeup and hairstyling, best production design, best costume design, best sound editing, best visual effects, best editing, best original score, best cinematography, best animated feature film, best screenplay, best adapted screenplay, best director, best supporting actor, best supporting actress, best actor, best actress, and best picture. The way the game works, however, is that for each of these categories, when you select a movie, so hypothetically, you know, the great film Black Widow came out a few months ago, and I think Black Widow is going to win Best Picture. So if I take Black Widow and Best Picture, it cannot be used in another category by me. It can be used by the other participants in any category they choose. But once I use Black Widow and Best Picture, I can't take ScarJo for Best Actress or Florence Pugh for Best Supporting. On top of that, uh, for Best Actor, Actress, and Picture, we are going to be choosing two movies. So this all totals out to 20 total films. So each person is going to have 20 uh, unique films that they think potentially could get nominated for an Oscar. What makes this hard is that when you have a real nominations and you look at it, if a movie's nominated for Best Picture, it's at least nominated for three, four other categories, usually cinematography, director, screenplay. Uh, so you see a lot of overlap in the nominations. And what we're having here right now is no overlap. Uh, there's a good chance that we probably don't get a lot of these right, but that's the fun of it. I can say that on February 8th, 2022, we will know who the winner of this game is. So uh, maybe we'll have a reunion pod to, to talk some smack or something, come back in February. But uh, that. that's the game. And uh, you guys have anything else to add to that before we get started? Yeah, I would say also what makes this game extremely, extremely difficult and we need to uh, <laughs> you know, stress as well is none of these movies have come out. True. Uh, <laughs> yes. The number of movies that have come out on my list, I believe, is three um, out of 20. So I just want to stress again, uh, I haven't seen any of these movies. So they could all be absolutely, you know, horrific and just be terrible, terrible movies. Um, yeah, they are on my list and I have confidence in them. But yeah, I did, I did want to stress that. As well. Yeah, there is. Well, there's two caveats there. First of all, Cody has seen like <laughs> maybe three movies that have come out this year, period. If that, uh, Carter and I have seen about 40 that have come out uh, in 2021. But I would imagine that doesn't really have a 
a load of bearing on our actual lists. For me, I think it's four movies. Uh, but the whole reason I created this game and wanted to play this game is because I think that with you know COVID last year and a lot of movies being pushed back and just kind of the general slate of movies that are coming up, I think there's a lot of really great and exciting films coming out this year. And I figured we could kind of use this as a way to like, hey, in October, November, December, like here are the movies that you should be on the be on the lookout for, put on your radar. Use this to, you know, to tell people listening, here's good movies and also just have a little bit of fun playing a game. I love it. I love games. I love the Oscars. I love you guys. Let's do it. A little friendly competition here. All right. So we're going to start. For the Academy, here are the films that made the greatest impact this year. In the order that I uh, listed them. So we're going to start with best makeup and hairstyling. And uh, uh, Carter, your name comes first alphabetically. So uh, hit us with your... This with your best makeup and hairstyling pick. Huge. Um, for best makeup and hairstyling, uh, I went uh, with The Eyes of Tammy Faye, uh, which is the first of a movies that we haven't seen um, that isn't out. But I've looked at the images of Jessica Chastain as uh, Tammy Faye, and I'm like, that's sick makeup. That's sick hairstyling. Andrew Garfield's attractive. I went with that <laughs> one for sure. And I know nothing really about this movie. I don't know who Tammy Faye is. She's like a religious broadcaster or something. No, nothing about the movie. But if you put like a gallon of makeup and prosthetics on your face, odds are you're going to get nominated for best makeup and hairstyling. So that's why I went here. I mean, if you have the word eyes in your title, then, you know, there's probably going to be a little focus on the eyes. Got to get a little makeup in. It's probably going to be important. So I uh, don't know too much about that movie either, but uh nor do I. I think it. Uh, I think it could be a pick there, Cody. Uh, what about you? Yeah, interestingly enough, I also picked a movie that uh, you know has Andrew Garfield in it, um, but it is actually Tick Tick Boom. Uh, the Lynn, uh, whatever his name is, Lynnwell Miranda. Is that how you say it? Don't wow. don't say that in front of Carter. <laughs> wow, got my Hamilton poster <laughs> over here off screen. That's tough. <laughs> No, I actually like him. His name's just hard to pronounce. Uh, yeah. I think it's his directorial debut. It looks to have great makeup and hairstyling. Also has um, Alexandra Ship and Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, so a really fun cast. Um, obviously, it's more of a, a musical-themed movie. Um, but yeah, I also took a look at the trailer, and they had like just crazy makeup, crazy hairstyles. Not Andrew Garfield specifically, more towards the females. Uh, yeah, it looked like a, a decent pick for makeup and hairstyling. I'm not going to lie to you. This might be one of my lower tier picks. Uh, I waited last to do best makeup and hairstyling. Uh, <laughs> and there weren't a ton of good movies to pick from. So this is more of a shot in the dark for me. But uh, tick, tick, boom. Can't go wrong with uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, right? Yeah. Well, Absolutely. see, I disagree with that. I am allergic to the work of Lin-Manuel Miranda, and I refuse <laughs> oh, no. to put this movie wow. anywhere on my list. Dude, now uh, it's like Mary Poppins Returns guy, huh? Oh, it's, I stay away from it all. <laughs> I, I, I cannot. I cannot be a part of it. Uh, right. But I did see this movie come up on a lot of lists, and I just refuse to include that anywhere. Now, funny enough, you guys chose two movies with Andrew Garfield. I chose a movie featuring a ex of Andrew Garfield, one Emma Stone with Ooh. Cruella for best makeup Very and nice. hairstyling. Mm-hmm. I originally had this in a different category that is probably pretty obvious when you think about the themes of the movie. Uh, but if you think about the way she, her look and her hair, it's, it's very integral to the character. So I could see this is where, you know, Disney gets their nominations, these kind of categories. So I'm going Cruella here. Very That's nice. Very yeah, Thank I didn't you. think of that Thank one. You. 
Respect. A movie I have seen, so chalk that up. Yeah, <laughs> one movie that has come out. Hey. <laughs> I can attest to that. Good stuff. <laughs> All righty. Uh, we can go reverse order here, a little bit of a snake draft. So I'll get to start breast production design. This one, I, well, first of all, I didn't include it the first time I made this list. And then Carter was like, Hey, are we doing this? And I was like, ah, shit, my bad. I love a sick production design. What can I say? Uh, That's true. Uh, And I, I struggled with this one. I think I changed it around a few times. Uh, I ended up going with Eternals, which I don't think is a good pick at the end of the day. Uh, But there's a lot of sweeping landscapes, a lot of Chloe Zhao is very particular about her production design and what is surrounding the image. Uh, they, uh, there were some news articles that came out that said that all the landscapes and all the areas they were using were practical. They weren't going to do a lot of like visual effects for the actual backgrounds. Uh, so, you know, I think that there could be, especially with a lot of uh, historical settings throughout this movie, that Eternals could potentially, you know, sneak into this category. I like it. That's sneaky. I didn't think of that at all for production design. So I like it a lot. Thank you. Cody, what do you got production design? Uh, yeah, I didn't think about Eternals at all. It's actually a decent pick. Um, I went for a movie that has come out and one that I haven't seen, actually. Uh, I went for The Green Knight. Um, the mm. trailer I did see in theaters. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Trailer alone gotcha. I mean, it honestly. Did, I'm not going to lie. The production design, just from that alone, it's unbelievable. Uh, the look of The Green Knight himself. I saw on Twitter or something like it was just hours and hours of, uh, you know, makeup and work every day. Um, and the sets just look like super, super detailed. Um, so yeah, I think the Green Knight should be the front runner, honestly. Uh, it did come out a little bit early to be Oscar bait, um, but I think it should definitely be nominated. If it doesn't win, I think it should be close. Um, so yeah, I think that's a, a decent pick. I see this that's as a sick. movie that's going to get a lot of nominations, probably not a lot of wins, but I think it'll, especially these categories, That's production design, costume design, cinematography. The technicals, yeah. Like, I think it'll, it is a very, like, technically impressive movie. Uh, but I don't know if it'll win a lot of these categories. Carter, what's no love, your pick? No love for Dev Patel? I like the movie, but I'm <laughs> being honest. Love Dev Patel. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I like um, some okay. of the things that he does in this movie. If he, Carter knows <laughs> Oh, I know. Cody, you got to watch it just for one specific aspect of it. And uh, I won't know what it is, but body bodily fluids of devs. Yeah. And that's not it's not blood or spit. Um, So uh, for my production design, I'm just going to segue really quickly off that topic. Um, I went with the French dispatch Mm. for production. design. It began as a holiday. Eager to escape a bright future on the Great Plains, Arthur Howitzer Jr. transformed the series of travelogue columns into the French Dispatch, a factual weekly report on the subjects of world politics, the arts, high and low, and diverse stories of human interest. Um, I stand Wes Anderson's filmmaking. I love Wes Anderson. And he always has these crazily bizarre ways of shooting film. And his productions are always sick. I've really not seen anything except the trailer. Um, but I think it's going to be pretty cool. And I think there's going to be a lot of technical things going on there in typical Wes Anderson fashion. And it was so hard to place French Dispatch on this list. So I was just like, let's put it here. This seems right. It's, it's another one that'll probably get nominated in a few different categories, but it didn't seem like there was like a good spot to put it. Like there's always a better choice. Yeah. Um, so I think this, this is a good grab here in this category to get it on there. Uh, Cody, you like Wes Anderson? 
I'm a fan. Uh, this was, I think, one of the tougher movies to place on the list because mm-hmm. if you put it on too high of a category, you're just putting a lot of pressure on it to win something big. Um, but then you're yes. trying to scope out which are the which are the other ones that's put it in. So I think it'll be on all of our lists. It's just you know Definitely. which one to put it in. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think that's a good category for it. For sure, for sure. And uh, Carter, we're coming back to you with best costume design. Amazing. Um, I'm gonna. You alluded to it earlier. Probably an obvious pick here. Yep. Uh, a movie I have seen that I actually enjoyed quite a lot. I went with Cruella. Um, and when I left the theater, I was like, that was like the Joker meets the Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> um, so that, girl boss so, Joker. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, the costumes were sick, and I actually enjoyed the movie more than I thought I was going to. So, Cruella for best costume design. Go Disney. Yeah, I, I really did like this movie as well. Um, I know Cody hasn't had a chance to check it out, but uh, the whole plot of the movie oh, is about her designing dresses and clothing. So it, it, if if you don't have good costume design, then you've kind of failed the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It feels too obvious, but I'm not ashamed of the pick. So My pick is going to be pretty obvious as well. But before we get there, Cody, what's your pick for this? Uh, my pick is a lot less obvious, I think. Uh, this is not a category that I'm in trouble with. I actually went for In the Heights, um, hmm. which is a movie that has come out. Um, but the costumes sort of look like this like old-timey, uh, you know, sort of a different era, you would say. And also, it's a movie where they're dancing, they're singing. So they have to be legit material. Um, so <laughs> I went... <laughs> This is great. I, I guarantee the In the Heights costumes are more durable than anything in Cruella or uh, anything that Cobra's going to pick. This is obviously um, a shot in the dark for me. I wanted to go somewhere different. I hadn't seen Cruella um, or, uh, you know, a lot of other things. But In the Heights, it's been getting great reviews. It is having Oscar buzz, even though it's come out already. Um, so, yeah, I went for costume design. I think it's a, a category I could win. Have you seen In the Heights, Cody? Uh, I've not, no. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Just want to make sure. I want to... <laughs> Just keep track of how many of these you've seen. If I, I, I've seen it, but you you know, like from the previous categories, you know where my position is on that yeah. movie. Your Lin-Manuel <laughs> Miranda exa- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm supporting Lin-Manuel Miranda here. So. Good. Good for you. Corbin's Thank outvoted you. here. I love it. <laughs> Next episode's Hamilton. We just, we do the Disney, <laughs> Disney plus Hamilton. Fully sell out. Um, to finish up costume design, uh, similar to Cruella, I chose a movie where the costume design is going to be very important to the plot. Uh, specifically, it's a movie about a clothing company or the origins of a clothing company oh. <laughs> uh, from Ridley Scott, House of Gucci. I mean, Gucci clothing, you got to have good clothing or uh, it's not going to be, I mean, it, it just doesn't work. How, how can you have a Gucci movie without some Gucci? So. I, I bet the uh, the budget on the costumes and this is huge, and it, it better come through for me. That's a good pick. So. That's a good pick. I, I have you. House of Gucci somewhere else down the line, but I think I think so. I think that's good. Same. This was so far. So far, I'm sticking to where I was. So I made this list like two days ago, and then today, like in between classes, I was like frantically changing things around. Yeah. Uh, this one has stuck in its place since the very beginning because i was like this this is an e-grab i can fill in the other categories other places very nice uh now we're going to move on to best sound so the history of this category previously was two different categories they had sound mixing and sound editing i think yep yeah yeah Uh, but in the past few years they have finally combined it into one category about sound which 
you know, makes a lot more sense because nobody really ever knew the difference between the two categories. <laughs> I was going to ask, did you know the difference? Because I, mm, I certainly don't. There, you know, I'm a film major and you think I would know, but I <laughs> couldn't tell you. Uh, but for best sound, again, very integral to the plot, a movie about sound, A Quiet Place Part 2. Uh, nice. It was the first, uh, its its predecessor was nominated in this category, so I thought it might be a good grab here. And uh, sound design is probably not as good as the first or is not as important as the first one or groundbreaking, but still plays a huge role, obviously. Yeah, I feel like in the second one, there's definitely like even there's more different sounds than we got in the yeah. first one, at least. So it's got that going for it, too. Uh, Cody, what do you got? Yeah, I also went for a movie um, sort of revolving around sound, making it, you know, more of the upfront thing. Uh, it's called CODA, which I believe stands mm-hmm. for Child of a Deaf Adult. Uh, it deals with family members um, who are deaf, and it does like some really interesting things with its sound design and mixing. I think it, it's sort of an obvious candidate to win. Um, I feel like if you actually have a movie surrounding um, sound in a sense, um, it has a pretty good chance. Um, so yeah, I went for CODA. I think that's a, a sort of an obvious choice just based off of its material. Uh, but I think it's got a good chance to win. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sound of Metal won last year, very similar Obviously, kind of yeah. circumstances. So for sure. Nice. Um, so I went kind of a different route with Best Sound. Ooh, okay. um, you guys picked movies that definitely feel uh, like, yes, sound is a very crucial part of the movie. I went kind of like, last year like in 2019 when like ford v ferrari won like mm. both of them i think or something and oh bohemian rhapsody maybe i don't remember when, whatever bohemian rhapsody I don't it's like definitely in there yeah Cars. um yeah so i went in a similar vein where i picked a, an actiony movie mm. um so i went for best sound no time to die um i'm ready for some intense car noises i'm ready for some gun sound mixing punches all of that all of that jazz i don't understand sound mixing or editing at all but i know that guns and cars and fists make sound so no time to die is my pick here sound mixing is so like underappreciated and so hard to do to like yeah it's it adds so much to a movie um and especially in like big action movies um it's really huge so i like that pick a lot yeah, james Bond, yeah. he's got all the gadgets you know they all make different sounds so that makes sense you're not wrong all the fancy so cars with their engines it, it, didn't even think hey, about it yeah and hey rami malik's in it so maybe he'll like i don't know sing like a queen song real quick and then we'll mix that up that'll be great that would probably be better than whatever he does do in the movie so i'd like to see that honestly yeah yeah um and then i'm going again right yeah yes. yeah best visual effects best visual effects uh i went for a movie that we talked about already um i went for eternals here Mm. um because i have other movies that i think definitely are locked for visual effects but i wanted them somewhere else and this is where the hard part of this game came like moving a bunch of stuff around um i think what you said uh corbin about eternals um having a massive production design and i think the blending of the the visual effects with it are gonna make this movie pretty solid and feel real and i think that that is going to be very fun and very different from say your spider-man far from homes and things like that where it's just like all crazy cgi so i think it's gonna be a good balance and that's why i picked that here that i i uh i like that pick a lot i definitely 
was deciding between our Eternals. That was there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Cody, what's your pick? <laughs> oh, COVID boy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I was basically between Eternals and my pick, Doom. My planet Arrakis is so beautiful when the sun is low. Rolling over the sands, you can see spice in the air. The outsiders ravage our lands in front of our eyes. Their cruelty to my people is all I've known. Um, Eternals does have a bigger budget, I believe, of like 200 mil. And Dune is around 160, 150. Uh, that area. So you do have me beat on money. Um, but I think Chloe nice. Zhao's <laughs> Chloe Zhao, I think her visual style, sort of like Corbin was talking about earlier, she wants to go more practical. She doesn't want to lean on um, you know, the, the CGI. Obviously, it's you know a Marvel movie, so it's gonna have a ton of CGI. But I went for Dune, just the trailers look um visually very stunning. Um, and it looks like a lot of CGI, um, uh, more than Eternals, maybe a little bit. Uh, but yeah, obviously on that sort of budget, any sort of movie is going to have good visual effects. So I went for Dune instead. Sick. Trailer is sick. <laughs> the trailer, I, mean, I, I think Dune's the movie I'm most excited for uh, out of all these movies. Uh, absolutely. Big Denis Villeneuve guy. Uh, but yeah, what, what do you think about that, Colbert? What's your pick? Um, so I originally had a, a, the other Mar- a different Marvel movie here uh, in Shang- Shang-Chi, uh, which... This is being recorded on September 2nd for the record. So that movie has, comes out tonight slash tomorrow. Nice. Uh, but then I changed it to a movie that I had kind of forgotten that is supposed to come out this year. Um, also, that's another caveat of this game. Some of these movies might end up getting pushed to 2022 and then true. <laughs> then the nominations are just out the window. But I am I'm taking the Matrix Four, a movie that w- wow. the very first Matrix won uh, the best visual effects Oscar. And then two and three didn't even get nominations. So I'm looking for, for a reason. return to grace for, for the Matrix <laughs> franchise. And um, I want to see Keanu's body do some crazy things with some crazy visual effects. So that's a, <laughs> that's a bold pick. We don't I, even have a trailer for it yet, right? And it's coming out. It's supposed to come out in December. December. Yeah. I bet it yeah, gets it It's been, it's been, but it was recently announced that it was coming out in December. So I think, I think we might be good, but who knows? I also, as long as it's terrible. It's, sorry yeah, i'm scared i'm scared no i'm scared for that too i was gonna say that um <laughs> but i'm also as long as it's not a paramount movie i think they're maybe stay in the course they like just push back all their paramount movies mm-hmm. um so we're not getting any top gun maverick anytime soon guys i did so. see that that is unfortunate <laughs> or, yeah or jackass forever i know you were excited to oh yeah either, so. cody was really pumped for that so. <laughs> i was not <laughs> the big steve guy like, johnny knoxville like, He's like, Jackass got pushed back. I was like, yeah, <laughs> cool, I don't care. Because <laughs> we were joking about if we were going to put it on our list, but whatever, fine. I'll move on to Best Editing. Again, a movie we have talked about previously. This is where I put The Green Knight. Uh, to me, I think the editing of this, I, I struggled with this category specifically because um, when g- good editing happens, you don't like notice it as much, but then when there's bad editing, you can really notice it. Um, I think the Green Knight uses its editing as a specific storytelling uh, tool, uh, specifically the way the movie ends. Um, there's some moments earlier on where like things are intentionally done in the edit that changes the way the story is told and has a great impact. So I think that's why the Green Knight potentially has a, a shot here in best editing. 
Good pick. Good pick. Uh, I went for the French Dispatch on the movie we have talked about. Uh, sort of like you said, this sort of just seems to be a random category for the Academy. My, my um, thought process is um, it gives it to good movies who don't win major awards. Um, so I'm saying that Wes Anderson won't take home Best Director. They won't have any major acting noms win. Uh, but they'll give, they'll give him Best Editing. So I'm throwing the French Dispatch in this category. Love it. Um, for best editing, this was honestly kind of a throwaway category for me, and I hate to admit it, um, but it's also a movie we've talked about, um, and it's House of Gucci. And oh, interesting. Honestly, I saw the House of Gucci trailer, and I'm a little scared about it. Um, first of all, I don't know if Lady Gaga knows what accent she is doing in this trailer, um, and she's like Italian-American, so I don't know why she's doing a Russian accent. Um <laughs> But I don't know. It kind of made me push back from like all of the prestigious like acting and picture awards. Um, so I was just like, you know what? Let's give it. Let's let's go editing. There's a lot of there's a lot of characters in the movie. We have to cut to them a lot. So let's do that. So I threw House of Gucci right here because I wasn't confident anywhere else. I'm not confident in this either. So I'm writing this one off. Sorry, House of Gucci. I think that's probably <laughs> smart. Not not putting it up in one of the major categories because it is a question mark. I just don't have confidence, but I love Ridley Scott and I love Adam Driver. So what can you do? Um, okay, then. Um, best, best original, original score. score. Yep. Very nice. Um, here is where I've decided to put Dune. Um, Smart. Nice. I decided Hans Zimmer is my boy. Uh, Jackson, I literally just recorded a podcast on The Dark Knight yesterday. So I was in my bag Ooh. over there talking about Hans Zimmer. Um, I love the guy. I think his music is is revolutionary and sick. And then I always forget that he did the score to The Lion King. That's sick. Um, so yeah, Hans Zimmer for Dune. And I think that's gonna get a nom and maybe he'll win. Who's to say? You that's can, a great choice. Yeah. Usually Hans Zimmer, if he's if he's made a movie, usually you know he scores a couple movies a year. Usually at least one of them probably gets a nomination. So yeah. Absolutely. If John Williams was on this list, I would have, I would have put him. He always gets nominated <laughs> for whatever he does. So there, there's no uh, Trent Reznor Atticus Ross this year. So no, that's a steal always. Very true. Yeah. Um, this is sort of my shot in the dark out of all the shot in the darks of uh, any category. I didn't go Dune because I thought I'd win special uh, effects. Uh, so I had limited choices. So I went for something very different. Uh, went for a film uh, called Pinocchio which is supposedly coming out this year. <laughs> so I'm being directed by George Miller, and it's a stop-motion animation musical. Uh, and I, also, I wanted to bring the cast into it just to, to bring my argument up. It's got a banging cast. Tilda Swinton, Christopher Waltz, Ewan McGregor. Um, it probably won't even be released this year, if I'm being brutally honest. <laughs> also, we probably won't even see the light of day for like the next five years. Uh, but if, if it does happen to come out, I think it will be nominated in this category. Uh, it should have great music. Uh, George Miller is obviously uh, a great director. Uh, and cats like that, they can sing, they can do it all. They got great voices. Uh, so yeah, th- this is sort of the category I ran out on. And I'm, I'm throwing Pinocchio out there. <laughs> uh, I love yeah, it. Interesting pick, but we'll, we'll go for card. it. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. I saw. Sick. I looked it up and saw Ewan McGregor's playing Jiminy Cricket. So I'm, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm sold. Best picture. Best Come on. <laughs> uh, so I I wanted Dune to go somewhere else, 
Dune would have been my first pick here, but I decided, hey, is Hans Zimmer, you know, scoring any other movies that come out this year just to see? And it turns out he's scoring No Time to Die. So I don't think he's going to get a, a nomination here. I think he will for Dune. But, uh, you know, it, if there's a shot, it's probably this, you know, between this and Pinocchio, who's to say, really? <laughs> really? So I want No Time to Die. I think Pinocchio is going to be the godfather of our generation is what it sounds like to me. That's true. That. They they probably shouldn't release it this year because it's we're not ready as a culture mm-hmm. yet. I'm not. We've improving ourselves. Uh, moving on to best cinematography. Now we're really getting into the good stuff here. Uh, I chose a movie that you have both chosen at this point in The French Dispatch. Uh, yes. Wes Anderson makes just very visually pleasing movies. Grand Budapest Hotel was nominated in this category. Um, so it's just always pretty stuff to look at. Uh, Wes Anderson puts enough behind the camera to where it doesn't even really matter who's operating the camera because it's just going to be beautiful either way. Uh, so I, I think French Dispatch has a good shot in this category. Very nice. Yeah, that's, that's a great pick. Obviously, just the symmetrical style of Wes yeah. um, always just lends very heavily to this category. Um, I was between that and in my pick, which we have also talked about, uh, in Eternals. I went, I got confidence in Chloe Zhao, man. Uh, like I said, she's got the big budget, but I think she actually has a very good chance for this category. Just from what I saw in the trailer, this might be just like the most interesting visually uh, movie we've we've seen in the MCU. Obviously, we saw uh, what she can do in Nomadland, um, and the budget uh, to that compared to Eternals is obviously off the charts. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm super jacked for this movie and i'm putting her down for best cinematography i don't know if it's a uh, most obvious choice definitely another out there pick for me um but i think she could pull it out so i'm going chloe Zhao. could that be back-to-back cinematography wins for chloe Zhao? i think she That'd won last insane. year well i do hate yes, to well i hate to break well i don't think she won i think mank won uh but oh. she was nominated oh did she okay. she, she oh, was she won. the thing about nomad lane is she was the director cinematographer and editor for that she did it all um eternal's uh, is a guy named Ben Davis doing the actual cinematography. But um, if Chloe Zhao is, you know, directing and she obviously has cinematography experience, she's going to have a, you know, a large role in uh, the way this movie looks. <laughs> I like the pick. Thanks for nice. calling me out, Corbett. Thank you. Pre- well, I could call honest. you out and tell you that Pinocchio oh. is being directed by Gilmer DeFora, <laughs> not George Miller. So. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, I got those mixed up. Oh, oh for two. I have that on my notes. I said the wrong name. Oh, wow. no, you just man, you had happy Back. feet on the brain. Big George Miller guy. You didn't call me out in uh, in real time, so it doesn't count. Guillermo, that's my name. Come on, nice. All right, throw it over to Carter. I'll stop, I'll right. stop embarrassing myself. Yeah. No, I was gonna keep going. Um, all right, cinematography. Here's one we haven't talked about yet. Um, I went here. The tragedy of Macbeth. Mm. Um, and let me tell you why. Um, as you said, Mank won cinematography last year. Uh, the Academy loves black and white movies. Like they're suckers for it. They can never get enough of it. You put a movie not in color, automatic nomination. They're very, uh, they're very not interesting in that way. So I think this is going to be sick too. I mean, it's the Coen brothers, it's Denzel, it's Francis McDormand, and it's a Shakespeare. That seems like the most like paint by numbers academy nomination you could you could get so i think cinematography here for tragedy of Macbeth, and i had this movie in a bunch of different spots and it finally landed here so booyah big tragedy 
<laughs> yeah, this movie's definitely gonna show up for me later. Uh, yeah, I like that pick. For shout a twenty four film. So shout out a twenty four. Let's go. Uh, now um, we're gonna do best animated. So what do you got, Carter? Uh, best animated was a movie I saw really early in the year, and it was like a shock to me when I saw it. How good this movie was. Um, it's the Mitchells versus the Machines. Is that a burnt orange 1993 station wagon? Or is it? Ah, who are these unstoppable warriors? We're the Mitchells, the only people who can save the world. I'm super sorry, everyone. Let me introduce myself. I'm Katie. I'm sort of a weirdo. My parents haven't figured me out yet. To be fair, it took me a while to figure myself out. My brother, also weird. Hi, would you like to talk to me about dinosaurs? No. Okay, thank you. And my mom. Katie Face Cupcakes. Ah! All of us, really. How about we put our phones down and we can make 10 seconds of unobstructed family eye contact. Starting now. Um, This movie is, is sick. I mean, I can't say enough about it. Uh, it's on Netflix. I think this is going to be Netflix's obligatory win this year, unless they get Best Picture. There's some, there's some good contenders this year. Um, but I think Mitchell's First Machines is going to win it. I haven't seen any of the the new Disney or Pixar things coming this year. Um, but I thought Mitchell's First Machines was like, I don't know. The animation style was amazing. The story was amazing. It was funny. It was heartfelt. And uh, and yeah, it was sick. So the Mitchells versus the Machines, best fe- animated feature. Respect. I have not seen that movie, honestly. Uh, I feel like if I have, I'd probably pick it as well. Uh, there's not a ton of um, options in this category, honestly. Sort of, you have the Disney options, Raya and the Last Dragon, Luca, um, which is actually going to be my pick. I have seen Luca. It was not the most, it wasn't the best Pixar movie, I don't think, but it did have an emotional impact on a lot of people. Um, I think just Pixar has the track record so far where maybe just because it's a Pixar movie, they'll pick it over Mitchell's and the machine Mitchell's versus the machines. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going with Luca. It's the one I have seen. Um, but yeah, I, I do want to check out Mitchell's versus the machines. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Luca. Solid. You mean calamari by your name? As it's also <laughs> referred to. Uh, yeah. I like that. Corbido. Nice. Which one you picking one of these two or you going somewhere else? I'm I'm taking Mitchell's version of machines. I, yeah. I really enjoyed this movie. Uh I think it's a shoe in to win personally. It's like my my fifth favorite movie of the year. I think it's car- like Carter's top five as well. Oh yeah, um, it's up there. You know, produced by the same people who did in, into the Spider-Verse, very similar animation style. Uh just like really good. Uh Eric Andre plays the villain, I'm pretty sure. So that's fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, animated this was kind of an easy not a ton of great animated movies but doesn't overlap with any other category so kind of easy to pick something here uh now we're moving on to best screenplay so uh for this i picked probably this is probably my most anticipated film of the year in don't look up from adam mckay uh written and directed by adam mckay uh starring leonardo dicaprio jennifer lawrence meryl streep jonah hill etc Kate Blanchett it, it continues on con- starring everyone cast, yeah. um I think there's a chance that this movie is like probably also really bad but I have the utmost faith that it's going to be very very good and I'm very excited about it I'm a Leo stan I'll I'll see anything that he's in and uh I think I went screenplay here because honestly I struggled with a little bit like what even is an original screenplay and what's adapted you gotta like worry about that and I knew this was an original story 
Adam McKay writes really well. So I, I took it here. Respect, respect that pick. Good, good pick. Yeah. The thing about this category is I feel like we just know nothing about any of them because they're all, you know, in theory, original ideas uh, that haven't come out yet. Um, so yeah. I went different direction. I went for last night in Soho, uh, mm. obviously directed by Ed- Edgar Wright, Anya Taylor-Joy uh, starring. I looked at the synopsis a little bit and it says it's a horror thriller about um, a woman in fashion. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. It looks weird and sort of right up Edgar Wright's alley. Uh, and it, I have also heard a little bit buzz to where I do know when this movie is coming out. Uh, so yeah, I put it in this category sort of just because I don't know much about anything else. Uh, I need to tell Joy will probably get nominated, uh, but I played it safe and just threw this in original screenplay. Well, also with that is I saw like, because I did a little bit of like looking at like who might be nominated and some places were saying that she's a supporting actress, which I didn't really understand. Um, some people had her as lead actress. Oh, really? so I, I stayed away from it there because <laughs> I just didn't know. The trailer uh, makes it enough. confusing. It it's seems like, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. I just, I just, I do have that later on spoiler yeah. alert, but not in an actress category. It's uh, hard Carter, to place on a Taylor joy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Always. You know, you know, her eyes get, Never mind. Uh, Carter, <laughs> what is your pick here for best original screenplay? Well, Corbin, great minds think alike. I went, don't look up. Um, oh, my goodness. Listen, Adam McKay is, yeah, we, we teamed up against you here. Um, <laughs> Adam McKay has won um, a screenplay award for Big Short. That was adapted. Um, so I think he's good at writing screenplays. He's, I think every movie he's made since has been nominated for screenplay. He got nominated for Vice as well. Um, so I think that, uh, don't look up here is a pretty solid pick. And I need to mention that Matthew Perry is also in this film. That is all. Is he? <laughs> wow. If Absolutely. I knew that I would have picked it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a big friends binge right now. So shout out to Ooh. Matthew Perry. Um, all right. And best adapted screenplay. Um, I had to do a little bit of research on this one because this like you said, Corbin, the screenplays are. I don't know anything about them until they come out, really. So it was hard to pick one. So I went with a movie called The Humans. Hmm. Here. And I went with this because it's a movie based on a play. Um, so I think that's, uh, that's also kind of a paint by numbers thing that the Oscars usually do. They're like, oh, a play that's now a movie? Six screenplay, probably. So they throw that in there. Um, this movie is stars Beanie Feldstein, Stephen Yun and Richard Jenkins. And um, it's like about, they're all like sitting together at Thanksgiving or something. And it's like one of those like one night things where like the dialogue's just flying off the walls. So um, I put it, I put it here and uh, I know nothing about this movie. I hadn't heard of it until I started researching screenplays. So I'm amped for it because I love Stephen Yun and I love Beanie Feldstein. Uh, shout out Beanie Feldstein, who is playing Monica Lewinsky in uh, this American crime story, Bill Clinton thing. So I'm excited for that too. So the humans here for best original screenplay or adapted screenplay. Yeah. I'd, I'd never heard of this movie and it's Wikipedia page is very sparse. So there's not much, yeah. not much information, right. but a 24 film as well. So um, we'll be on the lookout for it. I, I like Beanie. I know Cody really loves book smart. So, and I'm a huge lady bird. Fan, oh, yeah. So absolutely big beanie feldstein guy yeah, good pick anything with her in it should be decent um yeah i went um for west side story for this category um this is another just short sort of shot in the dark for me obviously it's remaking classic 
uh, and Spielberg's at the helm. And I think he's due for a critical hit. He re- really hasn't had um, anything too crazy, nothing compared to like his more earlier work, E.T., you know, all that, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I think he's due. And this is definitely a good material for him. Obviously, remaking one of the better movies of all time, I would say. Um, yeah, I think he's due to make a banger. So I'm going for this. Also, I do want to point out that uh, Corbin and Carter have uh, picked the same movie for the past two categories. So if they do it again <laughs> here, so if they do it again here, it's just collusion altogether. Uh, so I did want to point that out. Yeah, we Corbin really came after you here. Well, <laughs> exactly. I hadn't even heard of Carter's movie, so <laughs> I did not pick it. Uh, I didn't Bomber. know it existed until five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> this one, like I mentioned before, is tough because. Sometimes a movie comes out and you don't realize it's like considered adapted. Like Moonlight is an adapted screenplay. Um, I went with another movie directed by Ridley Scott, but written by uh, two former winners in the best screenplay category in Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. My movie is The Last Duel. There is only one question that matters. Do you swear on your life that what you say is true um (laughs) i feel like this movie might be like awful like really 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 bad but you know what i'll ride with matt and ben just a couple boston boys writing movies together so they went from goodwill hunting to a movie about uh knights killing each other i will say it seems like the uh trailer kind of gives away what happens in the movie so i hope there's more to it than just what you see in the trailer but it is adapted from real events i think or i don't know i didn't do any research yeah. here but it is adapted and last duel let's go ridley scott and adam <laughs> driver too so throw him in Absolutely. there it's a winning combo all right moving on to best director we mentioned it last night in soho i'm taking edgar right here when you're alone and life is making you lonely you can always go downtown when you've got troubles, all the noise and the hurry seems to help, I know. Downtown. Just listen to the music of the traffic in the city. I think this is probably... Nice. Uh, not as much of a shoe in as maybe what your guys' picks will be. Edgar Wright, I think, is a great director, but... I think he's going to be like a, he'll probably fall on the cusp of like whether or not he gets a nomination here, depending on how the movie turns out. Um, but I wanted to put this movie in somewhere and this is just kind of where it fell in for me. So I think Edgar Wright has a chance, but I wouldn't be surprised if he also didn't get a nomination. I love that pick. I didn't do it myself, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Um, yeah, Edgar Wright's an interesting one. I went with another out of the box pick here. I went for a movie that has been released and I have actually seen. Um, so yeah, I think I've seen four movies this year. Black Widow? <laughs> no chance. <laughs> I went for the director of Candyman, uh, Nia DaCosta. This is where it all began. The story of Candyman. Local character, he'd walk around handing out candy to the neighborhood kids. One day, a couple of kids get razor blades in their candy police come around that's when i saw the true face of fear get on your knees hands 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 they beat him tortured him killed him right there on the spot a couple weeks later more razor blades and more candy 
He been innocent. So he's real? Candyman ain't a he. Candyman's the whole damn hive. Oh! Um, yeah. I didn't this know you'd see <laughs> This is another, uh, definitely not their pick. I don't know if she'll get nominated. Uh, but I think she's got a pretty good chance. Uh, I think this movie, I think it has been released early, which is obviously something against it. I think it'll hold strong into Oscar season. Uh, it had a good opening, one of the strongest for, I believe, female directors. Uh, yeah, Nia DaCosta, I think just her vision for the movie was was perfect. Um, I think she could be sort of the surprise pick uh, of the Oscars. It is also like her second movie, I think. It could be her third. Um, but yeah, it was a super strong showing from her, and I was very surprised. Also, uh, I did want to throw out, she's directing uh, the Captain Marvel sequel, which I'm pumped for after yeah. seeing Candyman. Um, so yeah, I'm going Nia DaCosta. Definitely, I think... Um, not an obvious pick maybe she won't even get nominated but i think she had just great direction in that movie see i'm going Candyman. all right so we picked two horror films so carter what what (laughs) are you taking halloween kills here (laughs) oh gosh uh no (laughs) um i am going with uh by the way Candyman, sick Uh, like awesome um best director here i think my guy is due um i'm going with paul thomas anderson um oh. for untitled movie yeah. soggy, uh, bottom. <laughs> soggy bottom right now is the production title so i hope it stays because that's sick um i think it's time my guy is due he's been nominated like a thousand times never won and i don't want him to become the glenn close of directors so i want him to get a nom here and maybe win this movie also uh, it could be bad i don't know but I, I don't think he's ever made a bad movie. I haven't seen a bad Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Um, so, and Bradley Cooper in the seventies, like being like a child actor, that's sick. I'm all in. <laughs> Done. You've sold me. Um, he do, I think, yeah. I think so. I hope it's here. I hope he just gets something this year. Um, so then best supporting actor, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I went for, once again, a movie I hadn't heard of. <laughs> until i uh started doing a little research because it's at these all these film festivals and whatnot um i went with jason isaacs lucius malfoy himself um in a movie called mass um and it's about like there's like this tragic shooting of someone gets shot don't know who gets shot but there's a tragic shooting and the parents of both the victim and the shooter like meet face to face and I just looked at the, like the poster and it's like Jason Isaac's crying. So I'm like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. You got me. Um, so this feels like a Manchester by the sea pick for me. Cause I think it's going to be really sad and let's just nominate some really sad performances. So Jason Isaac's Lucius Malfoy, let's get it. Yeah. That sounds like a super interesting premise. Um, yeah. Just cherry picking it. The best actor from that movie. I like that. Good, good choice. Uh, yeah. For best supporting actor. I went for uh, one of my favorite actors working today. Uh, he's also from sort of my hometown. Went for Adam Driver from uh, Mishawaka, Indiana, which I'm sort of from. Uh, in the last duel, which Corbin did mention, it could be very, very bad. The wigs on on Damon and Affleck <laughs> don't look good off the I like bat, the blonde so. and the beards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going for the guy in the trailer who doesn't have a wig. He was wearing a helmet in the trailers. Um, <laughs> he might have a wig. <laughs> He might, but we haven't seen it yet. Also, I just think he's one of the best actors working today. Um, and yeah, uh, a script ri- written by Matt and uh, and Ben should be decent enough for him. Looks like he's got a good role. 
um, yeah, just a big fan of the guy. Adam Driver for uh, Best Supporting Actor. Solid. All right. Um, my pick, I struggled. These two, the supporting and supporting act categories, I really struggled with because especially when you haven't seen a movie, you just, it's a complete shot in the dark. So um, I, I decided to go with a movie I have seen uh, in No Sudden Move from uh, Steven Soderbergh. And I'm taking Benicio Del Toro for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, I don't think his performance is necessarily the greatest thing I've ever seen, but you know, he, he's a decently well-respected actor does play a supporting role in the film and in a Soderbergh film. So I could see him maybe getting a nod here. Hell yeah. He won in that category like 20 years ago for a Soderbergh film. So hey, how about it? It's the Let's return. It Love it. Um, moving on to best supporting actress. This was, I was completely lost here. Googling left and right, trying to find something found a movie that i hadn't heard of uh that i'm now kind of interested in in the power of the dog with uh kristen dunce uh it's got benedict cumberbatch in it as well uh it's got i'll read you the wikipedia synopsis in early 20th century yes we we bashed her on the show in the past uh, oh no but for for her uh performance in spider-man but wow the thing is when I Googled uh, this category, she was at the top of the list. <laughs> so <laughs> that's solid. Uh, but this takes place in uh, 20th century Montana. A sadistic ranch owner launches a campaign against a young widow when she unexpectedly marries his brother and comes to live on the ranch. I'm guessing she's the young widow. So the movie also has Jesse Plemons in it. So mm, sounds nice. like some dubs all around. And a, a Netflix. Stan Jesse Plemons. We love Jesse Absolutely. Plemons. Big Plemons guy. Huge. <laughs> that's an interesting pick yeah uh Kristen Dunst uh, I'm sure she's gotten better over the years but yeah the last couple of things I've seen her in have, have been a little sus as I would say um <laughs> I also agree with Corbin here this is probably the most difficult category for me um I went for um I, the thing is I I, I sing about this movie called Nightmare Alley which is directed by Guillermo del Toro. I think that's why I got confused. That's why I got confused with Pinocchio. He's directing two movies and coming out in the same, same week, basically. Uh, but yeah, this movie has a great cast. Uh, Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe are the two leads. Um, I believe they're going to be the main center of the story. So I'm going with the first billing female, which is Kate Blanchett. Um, there is also Rooney Mara and Tony Collette in there. Um, so if they get noms for Best Supporting Actor, I'm just going to claim that as a... Uh, my own as well but yeah obviously nice. kate kate blanchett is definitely the the best actress in this movie by far del toro makes pretty good oscar bait i.e shape of water True. um so yeah i think kate blanchett um she just got the track record man you can't go wrong with her and if she isn't a supporting girl i think she'll snag this category pretty quickly uh so yeah nightmare alley i don't know a ton about it looks like uh you know a thriller so yeah interesting interesting movie but kate blanchett is my pick I got a question. Uh, I did, you know, she was potentially getting some Kate Blanchett was also getting some looks for don't look up maybe. So, you know, if if she gets nominated, do we we count it still? (laughs) I I don't know. I'll claim that as my own too. If it comes down to a point, it might be the tiebreaker. Oh, I'm not even in this running, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows, man? This could go any direction. We haven't seen these movies, so we're basing them on trailers and set photos and names. (laughs) sweet um okay best supporting actress for me um it's a movie that cody talked about earlier uh i'm going marley matlin for coda yeah, I get a feeling 
you're the girl with the dead family? Yeah. yeah. I just wanna tell you right now. And you sing. Interesting. Um, which is, as you said, child of deaf uh, adult. Um, Marley Matlin is deaf. She has won an Oscar for playing a deaf woman in a movie. Um, so I think we're going to throw a nomination her way. She's not going to win, but I think it's going to be a powerful performance. And because um, the Academy is probably like, you know what? She won already. We're good. We did our due. We did our piece. But they'll <laughs> throw her a courtesy nom. Uh, they do that all the time. Shout out Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy. Yikes. Um, hey, so yeah. Glenn Close is going to keep trying. Yeah, it's and gonna so Amy Adams, both of them. They're just going to keep trying. That's all that matters. Uh, in, shout out Amy the woman Adams in the window. Well, woman in the window is going to come up very shortly. So, Oh, Uh-oh. good. Um, <laughs> that's exciting. Um, so do oh, I, am God. I doing both my picks for best actor now? Um, well, actually, before we move on, we're going to take a short commercial break. Nice. And we're back. And Carter's going to give us both of his picks for best actor exciting um my first one i'm gonna say since we've mentioned it already um from the power of the dog my guy benedict cumberbatch is getting some buzz boys and i'm really excited he plays that menacing guy you mentioned earlier and (laughs) i'm all in for a western with benedict cumberbatch maybe doing a western accent which is fun for a british guy to do a western accent um so amp for that for my guy benny and then I think the obvious pick here is Will Smith for King Richard. What's going on? Everybody okay? They got a call, said there was trouble in the house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you all need to look around. It's a little wet for practice, don't you think? Don't the girls have schoolwork to do? They do their homework. Tundi's first in her class. Lynn and Isha are too. Now I don't even mind you saying we hard on these kids. You know why? Because we are. That's our job keep them off these streets um after seeing the trailer and seeing will smith back in his bag give will smith an oscar i'm starting the campaign now get him his oscar he should have got it for aladdin clearly um <laughs> no um but he was the best part of aladdin <laughs> um but uh yeah will smith king richard i'm excited for that he plays venus and serena williams father and the trailer looks sick and i'm all in so those are my two the trailer does feels, look sick for that movie. Yeah. Go ahead, Gordon. It definitely feels like this is his time. I so, think so. And he's definitely, <laughs> at least in a role that he's trying really hard to get an Oscar nomination. It's a very Oscar Beatty role. Uh, I know that could be a negative term, but, you know, in this case, it's probably a positive as well. Cody, what are your two picks? Just, uh, yeah, first thoughts on Carter's. Uh, I do like those picks. I think Cumberbatch actually has a really good chance to win it this year. I think he is also one of those people who's like, do I didn't pick him. Um, I think Will Smith is, is not their one, but I have another one too. So I'm not going to talk crap. My first one, which I think has a really, really good chance is Denzel for the tragedy of Macbeth. Nice. It has already come up. Um, yeah. You talked about it, the black and white it's uh, directed by Cohen brother. It's got Francis McDormand as well. I mean, if this isn't the most Oscar bait movie I've ever seen, uh, <laughs> I don't know it's what crazy. it is. Yeah. Uh, but I think Denzel, He's definitely one of the best actors working today. You put him in this environment, surrounded by other great actors and, and a great director. I think he's got a very good chance. Uh, my other pick is a little bit out there. It's Oscar Isaac for The Card Counter. Now, everything everything that I've seen for this movie has seemed a little bit cheesy, a little bit out there. Um, but it is also the Oscar bait. And Oscar Isaac, I think, is one of the better, you know, up and coming, just 
more serious actors of today. Obviously, he started more in like comic movies. I think his best role by far so far has, has been Ex Machina. Um, and this looks like another role that he can just dive into. Uh, we'll see if he's a good gambler in the movie. Um, so yeah, I went for this. Maybe a little bit of bolder pick, but I just like Oscar Isaac, and I think he's due for another nomination. Yeah, so those exactly. are my picks. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. I think uh, the Oscar Isaac one should. I'm I'm interested to see that movie. I like him a lot. I'm looking forward to seeing him in Moon Knight as well and in Dune. Uh, I feel kind of uh, like a loser here because both of my picks have already been said. Um, <laughs> you suck. So taking from Carter, I also think Will Smith will get an Oscar nod with King Richard. Wow. I think I think Cody, you don't realize that this is the time. This I almost feel like this is a guarantee, even if the performance isn't that great. <laughs> He's been through so much. Nom. Entanglements, man. Get him a yeah. nom. <laughs> Who would have um, thought the guy from Gemini Man was going to be best actor? <laughs> not me. <laughs> After Earth? Come on. Oh, don't even bring up that. Oh, Come on. <laughs> um, and then my other pick, mentioned by Cody, Tragedy and Macbeth, Denzel Washington. Uh, Denzel is an amazing actor. Uh, he doesn't have as many misses as Will Smith does, but uh, still think he's going to get uh and a nom here uh although to be fair considering it's the oscars me picking two black men maybe not the smartest thing considering the oscars track record but true uh unfortunately we saw some progress last year a little that bit. is true that is we had true, riz so. and chadwick so we'll so, see who knows and uh we'll go back to carter for his two best actress picks here oh exciting um okay my two best actress picks one I've seen, one I've seen the trailer. My first is Jennifer Hudson for Respect. Uh, she plays Aretha Franklin. She does all the singing. Um, Oscars love when actors actually sing. And also, even when they don't actually sing. Shout out Rami Malek for putting teeth in and <laughs> dressing like Freddie Mercury. Um, and then, so I think that's a nom. And then... My second one, like right now, seems to be the favorite in a lot of these races, which is shocking to me, but I put it anyway. Um, I went Kristen Stewart for Spencer um, playing Princess Diana. Um, The trailer just came out. We don't hear her talk at all, except a little bit at the end. So we don't know if she's pulling off the accent. Probably for the best. We'll see. Um, But yeah, uh, those are my two picks. Who would have thought, like you said, the guy from Jimini Man winning an Oscar? Who would have thought the girl from Twilight would maybe win an Oscar? So <laughs> that is true. That's probably even a more out there movie that Tim and I met. Um, yeah, I do actually agree with your first pick there. Um, I think Jennifer Hudson um, is a shoe in to be nominated. Uh, sort of a biographical drama around Aretha Franklin. And like you said, she's singing and she's an amazing singer. Um, I did see the trailer as well. Looks super powerful. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. My second nomination. <laughs> It's a little bit out there. Um, I don't even know if I believe in this, but I am going to pick it. Um, I went with Lady Gaga for House of Gucci. No, oh, uh, <laughs> father, son, and House of Gucci. Can you keep a secret? Father, son, and House of Gucci. I was close to doing this. <laughs> yeah, I think her accent is atrocious in the trailer, um, <laughs> but I do think she'll get nominated just because it's Lady Gaga. And she's in so. sort of an art house movie. Uh, obviously, she's nominated uh, for A Star is Born. 
And, you know, she's all right in that. And she's probably better in House of Gucci. So I'm going to hype her up, you know, try to get her nominated. I'm sure Corbin will as well. Uh, he was hyping her up earlier in the year when he saw this trailer. Um, I was trying yeah. to pull up the messages, actually, as you talked. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you have the messages. I, uh, I think I said she looks terrible or something. Yeah. Oh, you no. just you just said ha ha ha, Lady Gaga, and then I said <laughs> she's a good actress, and you sent a clown emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that, but I do think she's still going to be dominating. Um, so yeah, th- those are my picks for best actress. Maybe bad pick, uh, Lady Gaga, but I'm going to stick by it. I love it. I respect it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Corbin, did you also pick Jennifer Hudson or no? Well, what's your pick number two? Lady Gaga. Jennifer Hudson. And Jay, and Jay oh, Hudson. you picked Jennifer Hudson. I yeah. didn't know. Yeah, I did. Didn't really, sorry. I just thought you said it was a good pick. I didn't yeah. specify that. No, I definitely picked Jennifer Hudson. Uh, I also picked Jennifer Hudson. There uh, you go. Nice. We've, we've said it now twice, but the Oscars love <laughs> when people play people. Like Judy Absolutely. Garland, Rami Malek playing uh, Freddie Mercury. Like those kind of roles. I mean, even Will Smith playing you know, Venus and Serena's father, any prominent figure that is a real person that people know about, uh, they're gonna, they're just gonna eat that shit up. So uh, my second pick here uh, is finally where West Side Story comes in for me, taking Rachel Ziegler. Uh, I think this movie is probably gonna get a lot of nominations, even though it, I don't know, like the the original is so good and so beloved. Iconic. Uh, But you got Steven Spielberg behind the helm, you kind of have to trust that it's, it's gonna be at least decent um Ansel Elgort in lead is a little yeah. icy problematic <laughs> don't love that but uh baby driver I, he's a fine actor sometimes but he's also maybe not the best person I don't know he's hit or Cody miss, hates yeah. Cody hates when I do this when I when I when I call people out but uh <laughs> well allegedly yeah exactly there we go Come on, um man. It's a little, his, his past is uh, questionable. Checkered. That, that's all we'll say at this time. And uh, yeah, I'm taking Rachel, Rachel here for West Side Story. Love her. All righty. So now is the big moment. The, the, the one that really matters at the end of the night, you know, best picture. Uh, we've got two picks each here. Uh, how about we just, we'll do one and we'll go around the room. So Carter, you can get started. Love it. Um, what is your first best picture nominee? My first Best Picture nominee is Nightmare Alley, which um, has a lot of buzz. Like it's a Guillermo movie. It's got we already we already talked about the cast, Um, but I just have the synopsis of the story here and I want to read it to you. It's one sentence and it's an ambitious young Carney. Absolutely. Already in um, with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. What's going on there? <laughs> what a log line. That's intense. I know. Um, so this is getting a lot of buzz. I think Guillermo is a big part of it. And I think the cast is a big part of it. Um, we've seen the shape of water phase. I think this will happen again. Um, so I'm here for Nightmare Alley, which, by the way, is not a movie I'd heard of until this week also. So good stuff. Same. From the synopsis there, it sounded like it was a, a Joker origin story. <laughs> a, a Dude, carny. the Academy loves Joker. That's true. <laughs> A carney who manipulates people that he falls in love with a psychologist harley quinn that's yes uh, it that's is basically <laughs> it's basically a suicide I like, squad <laughs> <laughs> i like that pick though um i also went for a movie that has been mentioned already uh, by carter i went for spencer they know everything 
They don't. Uh, seems to be historical, biographical, uh, psychological drama directed by Pablo Larraín. I don't know a ton about, but obviously it stars Kristen Stewart. Um, it's Princess Diana. Um, yeah, she looks great, honestly. The trailer looked good. I think if this movie is just any sort of decent, it'll get the nom uh, just because of its material. Um, also, this director, his like, sort of specialty is biopics. He did Jackie uh, back in 2016. Um, so yeah, I think he'll do this iconic, uh, you know, person and character justice. So yeah, I'm going Spencer with my first pick. Nice. Um, Kristen cool. Stewart guy. Hey, huge. I, I huge just watched too. all the Twilight movies, so I can, <laughs> I can attest you. that she's really good. So you know her work well. Yeah. She's really good at playing super horny in the <laughs> Breaking oh. Dawn part one. So I don't that know Wow, calling out Princess Diana like that. Interesting. Um, my two movies have both been <laughs> talked about. Um, I'm going to get the big one right off the bat here in Dune. Uh, wow. It could go in a lot of different categories. Uh, I wanted to save it for the big one. You know, it is a big science fiction epic. Sometimes those don't necessarily get Oscar recognition in the big categories like, like Best Picture. But I think with Denis at the helm, uh, you've got, this is a movie that, is con- or the source material is considered like one of the greatest science fiction works of all time. Uh, it's been made into a movie in the past, uh, not to much luck, but it's been always talked about as how difficult it'll be able to be made. Um, so if, if he's able to accomplish and like fully capture what the story is, um, I really think he's got a great shot. I mean, he, he's a great writer, director. You also have people like Zendaya, Timothy Chalamet, Dave Bautista, Oscar Isaac, uh, Thanos like the whole the whole thing is is gonna be intense uh so yeah that's my first pick we'll go back to Carter what's your uh what's your second pick for best picture my second pick is West Side Story there's a place for us somewhere a place for us um don't think it'll win um might not even get nominated but i tried to get in the academy's original one right original one yeah and back in the 60s um back when like the academies in the 60s like just gave the musical best picture like every single year (laughs) they had like sound of music and oliver and my fair lady all of it so for best picture here, I thought Nightmare Alley is the quirky, like, oh, look what we did pick for the Academy. And then West Side Story is like the, hey, here's a musical category that we love, but they don't win anymore. Um, and I think they love Steven Spielberg. And I think that, I do think the, cin- I almost put West Side in cinematography. So I think it's going to be a gorgeous movie. Um, if it'll work, I don't know. I'm getting nervous about it. I always get nervous about these things when they get closer. But I think the trailer is dope. The shadows and everything are sick. So West Side Story is my final uh, best picture pick. I like Very it. Very nice. Spielberg's do. Um, my second best picture pick is actually a movie we haven't talked about at all. So that makes me a little bit nervous. Uh, it's called Being the Ricardos. Um, mm. it's, di- it's directed by Aaron Sorkin, uh, which I like a lot. And it stars Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball. Um, obviously of I Love Lucy fame, also has Javier Bardem and J.K. Simmons in it. So great cast. And then you pair that with an interesting story, 
about, you know, obviously the whole I Love Lucy era. Um, obviously, um, Aaron Sorkin, his snappy dialogue, I think, will work perfectly for this movie. And it's another just interesting female icon that I don't think we've touched in, in media. Um, so, yeah, I am a little bit nervous that um, you guys haven't talked about it at all. Maybe it's just too under the radar. Uh, but being the Ricardos is my second best picture pick. Yeah, I almost picked it for best actress for Nicole Kidman, but nice. I leaned against it. It was just one of the few that I'd actually heard of before the fact, and I still didn't even pick it. So shame on me. <laughs> that makes me feel better that you heard of it, though. So yeah, yeah. Thanks absolutely. for that. <laughs> My question is, is if this movie is going to come out this year. That's, that's, that's the question point. for every movie yeah but list. this one yeah. says that they were still filming back in march of this year so <laughs> well, don't i mean even don't look up i'm a little questionable good. about yeah. um because exactly that, i didn't yeah, touch that movie yeah that's later for like what christmas is that it's when it's supposed to come out don't look up or? i think so, we've later. at least gotten I'm a trailer sure. for it so i feel or like Makes a first look yeah you know, but there is no release date and netflix usually has the release dates you know out there pretty much but yikes all right um so i'll i'll finish things up here with the final pick of our oscar nominees um i'm taking uh working title soggy bottom from director yes. paul thomas anderson <laughs> yes. uh, starring bradley cooper uh i think i i've said this in the past i'm not a huge pta guy necessarily but he makes like movies that are very technically impressive and like everyone seems to love, especially the Academy in general. So I think he'll get a best picture nomination here, uh, assuming the movie isn't God awful, but him sure. assuming it comes out because it doesn't even have a real title. So <laughs> Yeah. That, that was the most weird thing to me. So I obviously did look into that movie, but it doesn't even have a title and it comes out in a couple of months. Um, yeah. Obviously PTA is uh, someone who doesn't miss a lot. So I like that pick. Yep. All righty. Now comes the the part where I do a lot of reading and I, and I go over <laughs> our picks here. So you're gonna read them all. Oh, that's gonna be a gauntlet. I'll take a there. quick nap. <laughs> yeah. Bear, let's see how fast I can do it. All right, bear with me here. Best makeup and hairstyling. Corbin said Cruella. Carter said the eyes of Tammy Faye. Cody said tick tick boom. Best production design. Corbin said the Eternals. Carter said the French Dispatch. Cody said the Green Knight. Best costume design. I said House of Gucci. Carter said Cruella. Cody said, In the Heights, Best Sound. I said, A Quiet Place Part 2. Carter said, No Time to Die. Cody said, Coda. Best Visual Effects. I said, The Matrix 4. Carter said, The Eternals. Cody said, Dune. Best Editing. Corbin said, The Green Knight. Carter said, House of Gucci. Cody said, The French Dispatch. Best Original Score. I said, No Time to Die. No Time to Die. Carter said, Dune. And Cody said, Pinocchio. Best Cinematography. I said the French Dispatch. Carter said Tragedy of Macbeth. And Cody said the Eternals. For best animated, I said Mitchells versus the Machines. Carter said Mitchells versus the Machines. And Cody said Luca. For best screenplay, I said Don't Look Up from Adam McKay. Carter said Don't Look Up from Adam McKay. And Cody said The Last Night in Soho from Edgar Wright. Best adapted screenplay, I said The Last Duel. Carter said The Humans. Cody said West Side Story. For Best Director, I said Last Night in Soho from Edgar Wright. Carter said Soggy Bottom from PTA. And Cody said Candyman from Nia DaCosta. Best Supporting Actor, I said No Sudden Move, Benicio Del Toro. Del Toro. Carter said Mass, Jason Isaacs. Cody said The Last Duel, Adam Driver. For Best Supporting Actress, Corbin said The Power of Dog, Kirsten Dunst. Carter said Coda from Marley Matlin. And Cody said nightmare alley from kate blanchett 
Best Actor. I picked King Richard uh, with Will Smith and Denzel Washington in The Tragedy of Macbeth. Carter chose Benedict Cumberbatch in The Power of the Dog and Will Smith in King Richard. Cody chose Denzel Washington in The Tragedy of Macbeth and Oscar Isaac in The Coward Counter. For Best Actress, I took Jennifer Hudson for Respect and Rachel Ziegler for West Side Story. Carter also took Jennifer Hudson for Respect and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Cody also took Jennifer Hudson for Respect and with a shocking pick, Lady Gaga and House of Gucci. <laughs> and in Best Picture, I took Dune and Soggy Bottom. Carter took Nightmare Alley and West Side Story. And Cody took Spencer and Being the Ricardos. Those are all each of our 20 picks for Oscar nominees. Like I said, February 8th. February 8th, 2022, February 8th, 2022, they will announce the official nominees and uh, we'll see who gets the most correct. Um, this was, uh, this went faster than I expected, but I'd say all in all, it was a fun game. What'd you guys think? Yeah, it was, was a blast. Really the anticipation is going to kill me until February, <laughs> um, but I can't wait to see Lady Gaga get nominated because I, I sneakily think she will. Um, so so good job cody thank you yeah i thought it was a really fun game i wanted to throw out um a competition which was the worst pick corbin picking uh the matrix four or me picking pinocchio and not knowing the director (laughs) Uh, absolutely pinocchio (laughs) i think it's pinocchio (laughs) you might be right but i did want to say matrix four is a terrible pick why would you ever pick that for an oscar category um but yeah, I, I, I hey, uh, don't disrespect to, Keanu. <laughs> I, I was not disrespecting Keanu. I was just disrespecting the Matrix uh, franchise. Uh, but yeah, this is a lot of fun, honestly, talking about movies that I don't know a ton about. Uh, but I did have a good time. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, not a, not a bad game for it. I give you some props. I mean, all in Very all, nice. I I think the big thing here is like these are all movies that I I'm at least kind of excited to see, and I'm looking forward to coming out. Um, the ones that haven't. Um. I figured what we normally do here at the end is we give some recommendations, talk about what we've been into. Um, so first off, maybe if there's any movies that you didn't get a chance to mention that are going to come out, you can talk about. Uh, Carter, is there anything you, you're excited to see that we didn't mention here in the last uh, hour? Uh, we didn't mention, uh, well, we kind of mentioned Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, but I'm amped for that coming this, uh, I guess, today. When does this come out? This will be out on Tuesday, so it, it, it'll it's the out. weekend has ended. Yeah, if you didn't Guys, see it, I've seen it probably, and it's probably pretty good. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I've heard good things. Yeah, um, check that out. Check out Candyman. Candyman is sick. Um, and yeah, if you're a, a fool like me, check out you know Oscar winners from 1971 if you want. <laughs> Today I watched on the plane home from Dallas. I watched a 1971 three-hour movie about the fall of the Russian czars that was nominated for Best Picture. So check that out on Amazon Prime, but don't. What's the title? Uh, Nicholas and Alexandra, of course. I can't believe you don't know that off the yeah. top of your head. I'm sorry. Wow. Come on, Corbin. I, uh, I missed that year, actually. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> if you would yeah, name I missed different... that Oscars year. I wasn't, you know, alive. Uh, Cody, any movies you're excited to see um, or things you're into recently? Uh, yeah, I do have a lot of recommendations. Uh, we're going into recommendations, right? I don't have any other movies on the list here. Um, well, I, there's a big one that you guys haven't mentioned yet, but continue, <laughs> Cody. Go ahead. What? Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home? Uh, no way home. But no. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> far from home. Far from home sucks. True. There. Um, bold, bold take there. I don't like that movie. Um, yeah, basically my recommendations for this week. No, I don't. Yeah, okay, that, that's a different argument. I've watched a lot of stuff recently, actually. Um, so yeah, I finished Breaking Bad. Hallelujah to me. Ooh. Um, yeah, 40-minute episode. I'll tell you what. Uh, it, it takes a while to get through that. Uh, we got the last season. I thought the first first half a little dragged on a little bit. Second half's great. Hank, I think, is my favorite character now, uh, just because of that last season. Uh, also, Jesse Plemons is great. Just out of nowhere in season five, he just shows up and is a psycho and a Nazi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> big fan of his work. Also, I um, rewatched Vice and uh, Star Trek. Very different movies, but both movies I really like. Um, I didn't pick Adam McKay's new movie actually coming out uh, with Leo. I forget the title of it. Uh, I think he's up. due for. I think he's due for a miss. Not gonna lie. So I didn't put that down. Uh, full take there. Could be very wrong. Not. Might win. Might win Best Picture. Um, yeah. Also, Star, <laughs> Star Trek is um, 2009. Obviously, one of the great sci-fi action movies of uh, our generation. Um, I think it's underrated. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. I'm serious. Cody's a Star Trek simp. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm a not. Star Wars simp, so. <laughs> well, that movie basically is a Star Wars movie. Uh, yeah, also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, watch uh, Into Darkness soon. That movie's absolutely garbage. So check out my letterbox review for that because I'm going to be ripping it apart. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the final thing I did want to mention was the new What If, um, talking about Doctor Strange going down a deep, deep and dark path. I think it was probably the, the best one they've done so far, just from a character standpoint. Took it somewhere I didn't really expect. Uh, and it was super interesting. Also, lead into that, um, Carter's recent podcast um, where they talk about Marvel recast, I was actually a big fan of. And I did want to talk about uh, one recast you guys were talking about. James uh-huh. McAvoy as Loki might be the best casting of all time. And I Thank need you. to see that immediately. I need to see that right now. I love that pick so much. I don't know why. It just works so well. Obviously, split. It- He's- just makes sense yeah but i did want to shout that out as well you haven't seen uh rough cut retrospective that episode was one of my favorite ones you've done recently um so definitely check that out yeah no appreciate it well i guess here's the here's the the official plug plug, hit us with the socials (laughs) what do you got coming out i hear you're doing a dark night pod maybe you know this is true um i'm jacked for that yeah i was gonna say what do i owe you cody for that quick plug there um (laughs) uh no rough Rough Cut Retrospective, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at roughcut underscore pod. We post some fun graphics, and by we, I mean Jackson McHuron. Runs Those looked really good, the, the MCU recast ones. <laughs> yeah, he does all one. of that, so shout out to him. He is the graphic he's, designer. He's unemployed, so he's, he's got a lot of free time. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time for that. Um, so yeah, check us out wherever you get our podcasts. Uh, we just uh, recorded, um, which will be out Friday. When you're hearing this, it'll be out already. Um, we recorded the Dark Knight retrospective, where I was just in my bag talking about the Dark Knight. Uh, Jackson finally let me do it. So shouts to him for letting me do that as well. And yeah, we do a bunch of fun stuff. We do MCU recasts. We talk about I mean, we talked about Robin Williams movies. We did A24 movies. We do it all. So check us out. If you like these guys, you'll like us more probably probably i i I also really enjoyed that mcu recast episode it was probably one of my favorites that you guys have done yeah that was fun Uh, i think there was the the good part is there's like a lot that i disagreed with as well whereas like i'm sitting there and i'm like as did i don't know what they're talking fair fair (laughs) yeah uh 
and it was interesting to see because you guys had to you know kind of make some compromises here and there you know as a group of what what's going to work and what isn't but uh all in all i think you guys did a pretty good job and uh i like a good recast appreciate it uh going back to what we were talking about before movies coming out uh we didn't mention the sopranos prequel movie many states of newark Mm, i almost took uh in the best adapted screenplay category actually uh because i think it you know david chase classic you know series i was watching the sopranos um might have a shot there um other things we haven't mentioned uh let's see he's all that he's all that which oh, i did no. just watch and uh <laughs> don't get excited oh, again oh no i loved he's all that um no you didn't we just did a chicken little pod um i <laughs> haven't that. probably haven't listened to it but i, I, I decided to, to cast i decided for my recast of that movie i was gonna put addison ray in it oh, <laughs> um, no <laughs> <laughs> this would be the hot thing right now just gotta do it carter uh we also have dear evan hansen coming out i'm sure you're excited about that <laughs> i'm both nice excited <laughs> i'm excited and nervous about it um because the music is sick if you haven't heard it i mean it's the same people that did la la land and the greatest showman so it's just like pop music that's really catchy but also i don't know what is going on on ben platt's head in this movie <laughs> um so whatever they whatever animal they put on his head is, is scary as a wig but but yeah nepotism is sick isn't it we love it it really is <laughs> Um, and then another movie that I think might get some Oscar nominations uh, is Cry Macho. It's a Clint Eastwood directed Clint Eastwood. and starring film. So I wouldn't be surprised if that gets some looks. Uh, I'm not going to and- lie. I- I'm tired of Clint Eastwood. He, he needs to hang it up. The Mule, <laughs> the mule was an atrocious picture. The Mule. Uh, hey, uh, Richard Jewell's not bad. I saw some. Let me. Yeah, Richard Jewell's saw it. I like that movie. Uh, wow. Tough. But. Uh, yeah, I think Eastwood needs to hang it up. No offense to him or his, or his fans. He's, he's a good director. He's made a lot of good movies, but uh, I think he's done. What well, is he, like 90 now? Well, Clint Eastwood directed his first film in the year 2000 at the age of 70 years old, and he is uh, now 21 years later still still directing films. So. <laughs> so he's 90. Listen, I would bang on. You're if right. you were, Cody, if you were 90 yeah. and you could direct a movie where in the movie you have not one but two but threesomes, two. would I'd you not do, do that? <laughs> you're not wrong there that is uh that's a good point respect Speaking, for the for the multiple threesomes but everything absolutely. else in that movie was terrible Speaking uh, of yeah, sexual okay. desires uh another movie that's already out uh we've talked about it on the pod in the past annette uh oh my in gosh. which adam driver performs uh some uh intercourse Oral. with his mouth i'll yes. say it for you kind of and sing <laughs> Yeah. And he's singing during it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Stuff. I have not Very checked. Wild. I'm I'm gonna check that out. But uh, Adam something. Driver, three movies this year. Good he's for working, him. man. All righty. Um, I think that is all we've got. If anybody else has anything else they want to shout out, or before we close things up, shout out Corbin. Great game, man. Great game. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Gotta keep Cody. You gotta start pulling your weight. Come up with a game or something. <laughs> All right, I'll rack my brain. Next week, I'll talk about. Actually, speaking speaking of Cody, you got next week's pick. Do you know what movie you're taking? Oh, this is exciting. What are we doing you know, next I, week? I was between two, um, the Prestige, which somehow we have not done on this podcast. Yes, I think it's my uh, not top available three anywhere. Favorite movies. That is true. Uh, but I, you know what? I think we're on a fun trail here. 
We did Chicken Little last week. I want to continue that fun trail. And I think I'm doing uh, National Treasure, which is another oh. one I've went to for a while. <laughs> Nicolas Cage classic. Um, yeah, just a movie I've seen a ton in my childhood. So I think I'm going with that. All right. Awesome. So check that out. National Treasure uh, a week from now. Another Disney Plus pick. Uh, <laughs> as always, you can follow us at Cap Podcast, uh, K-H-A-P-O-D-C-A-S-T everywhere. Also, check out the Rough Cut Retrospective at Rough Cut underscore pod for all your um, slightly worse podcasting needs. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I love this not so friendly rivalry we got going on. And uh, maybe maybe you guys will have Cody on sometime and I don't know, talk about the things that he's talk about. Do a Star Trek episode. <laughs> talk about Survivor. <laughs> That's true. Jackson's about, uh... been watching Survivor, hasn't he? He's been really into it. Oh, yeah. Every once in a while, he's like, hey, I I watched a bunch of Survivor this week. I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. Perfect. Yeah, Cody, we'll bring you on. That's got to complete the cycle, right? Then we've all been everywhere. Yep, and then we can never speak to each other again. Yeah, then I'll never never talk to you again. Good stuff. Perfect. Um, All right, guys. Been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks Thanks for coming coming on. on. Adios.